Good morning, Living Word. Good morning, all our morning manites. Welcome to a new day. It's a beautiful day. It's a Friday. I give God thanks for all that He's doing. Yeah, and I'm talking to you from out of the clouds this morning. <laughs> yeah, well, we give God thanks today. God is such a good God. He's just an amazing God. And we just want to say thank you for bringing us to another week, another week of success. Another week where your grace and certainly being poured out to us. And for this, we are grateful. Hopefully, you have already have acknowledged God in your life. You're doing all the things that he had called you to do. You have prayed. You have said, Lord, thank you. For all the things. Most of all, and let me just say this, because I want everybody to really, really get this part right here. Your, the greatest gift and the most that you should ever give God thanks for is for salvation, right? The, all the other stuff. That's just fluff, right? What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, loses the soul? And so the houses, the cars, the clothes, you know, relationships, all that stuff is good, right? We, we love it. We don't want to live in the earth without that. Matter of fact, it's kind of hard to live without clothing and shelter and, you know, relationship, right? You don't, you don't want to be like that. So we thank God for all those things. But the most important thing, that you thank God for. And this is what you're thanking for every single day. You can lose all the other stuff, but as long as you don't lose your soul, <laughs> you're going to be fine. Amen. So we thank God for our soul salvation, that we're saved. We're saved. We're absolutely saved. And if you can't think of anything else to give God thanks for, just make sure you thank him for salvation, because that's the greatest gift that you've ever received, you'll never receive a gift that is more valuable than the salvation of your soul. You'll never, never, ever, I don't care what man gives you. Matter of fact, I don't care what else you get from God. There is no greater gift you're going to get from God than the salvation of your soul. That's it. That's it. It's the greatest, the absolutely greatest gift that we receive is the salvation of our souls through the death, burial, resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, God loved us so much, Amen. he sent his son to die. And because of that, you and I, we accept him as our Lord and Savior, and we have the gift of salvation. Amen. God no longer remembers our sins. He has forgiven our past. He is um, preserving our present, and he has guaranteed our future. What more can we ask for? Right? If you have that, you have everything. Remember, this life right here, just like that, snap, you're gone, right? You have a beginning here, you have an end in here. And you know, when you look at the gravestones they have when they were born, when they, were, when they died, and in between is a little dash. That, your life is just that little dash. That's all it is. We're here one minute, next minute we're gone. And so we have to make sure that our souls are saved and that we're living to please God and that our chief aim, your chief aim above everything, Everything else should be to please God. Your life should be lived to please God. It's all duty of man to worship God. That's your duty to worship God. That's your duty. That's what you're called to do. Right? God didn't place you here for anything else but to give him glory and to give him honor through the purposes that he has placed you here for. His will, 
to fulfill his will. Jesus says, I'm here to do the will of my Father. So are you. You're here to do God's will. Whatever that is, you need to figure that out. You need to seek God. You need to pray, ask God, God, what is it that you purpose? Why do you have me here on earth in this time? Why am I 20 years old in 2023? You know, why am I six years old in 2023? Give me a, it has to be a reason for me to be here at this time. There must be something for me to do. Many of us have no clue of our purpose. Many of us are not doing anything in the kingdom of God. It is so important that you find out your purpose. Find it. Seek God for it. Have God reveal it to you. And let me tell you, let me give you a little hint. It's closely related to what you are talented and gifted in. Yeah, it is. God's purpose in your life is closely related to your gifts. Okay? So if you're gifted in a certain thing, that's what God has placed you on earth to do. But you must use your gift to honor and glorify God. Amen? Just remember that. Okay, so what do I want to talk about today? I want to talk about overcoming our fears. Right? A lot of us, you know, just fearful for stuff and we don't even know why. Why am I afraid of this? Why am I afraid of... Ladies, why are you afraid of lizards? Lizards are afraid of you. I, I mean, I, I don't get it. Well, there's some men who are afraid of lizards too, so let me not just say ladies. Why are we afraid of lizards when lizards are afraid of us? Right? The little teeny things running around your house, you know, people run and lose their minds because they see a lizard. Why? They're already fear. Why are we fearful of stuff that are afraid of, that are fearful of us? Well, not just lizards. Um, those are physical things, but there are um, spiritual things, not really spiritual, but yeah, emotional, mental is the word I'm looking for. Things that we just fear, we have no need to fear. And I'm going to talk about some of those things today. And then we're also going to talk about how we're going to how to overcome some of these fears. Now, understand, I'm going to use biblical perspective. You know, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist to give you some clinical ways to do things. I'm just going to share scripture with you and some very common sense things. I know common sense is not common anymore. <laughs> Otherwise, a lot more people have it. But we're not going to throw common sense out the window because some things, all we need is some common sense. Come on, let's just be for real. All we need is some common sense. If we get some common sense, we'll overcome a lot of fear, right? Because it's just really silly. Let me give you one fear that uh, a friend of mine was just afraid of, afraid of driving over high bridges. And so if she if she's on a she if she's on a journey and she gets to a high bridge, she will stop at the bottom of the bridge, can't drive over the bridge. She will sit in the car and allow somebody else to drive over the bridge. But she cannot drive over the bridge, and she's dealing with this fear for a very, very long time. Now, common sense to say to her, if I'm sitting in this car and somebody else is driving over the bridge, what am I afraid of? Just <laughs> common sense. That's just common sense, right? So some things we just used to use our common sense. Now, I could understand if she just cannot go over the bridge, period, that she get out the car and go the opposite direction. That's a whole different scenario rather than she um she sits as a passenger and have somebody else drive it you know it doesn't make sense it's a a useless senseless fear she could simply keep her foot on the gas and the car will take her over the bridge just like the other person who's driving the car right so some things just just requires common sense to overcome them common sense Look at 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, 
fruit of power, love, and sound and self-discipline. So what the Bible is telling us that if we are dealing with fear, then it's not the spirit of God. It is another spirit. It's a demonic spirit. It's, you know, it didn't come from God. And, and God does not want us to live in, in the clutches of these types of spirits. These are all demonic spirits. Anything that brings fear to you usually is demonic. Okay, now I understand we need to we need to fear some things, right? Um, if you're in a jungle and you see a lion, <laughs> yeah, you should have you should have some kind of fear to say, you know, let me go the other way because this is a powerful animal, much stronger than I am. Sometimes they weigh over 500 pounds, you know, uh, unless the spirit of God come up on you like it did up on Samson, you can tear a lion apart. Other than that, you're not gonna beat a lion. <laughs> you're not. Right, because we're just not as strong as a lion. And plus, they have some, they're ferocious, they have claws, and they have teeth. And our skin right here, very easily torn. Not like a lion, not like a rhinoceros where they have really thick skin, you know. But, and so, yeah, we should have healthy fear of some things. Absolutely. Right? Uh, healthy fear of snakes, right? Snakes, you don't, if you don't know if a snake is poisonous, you may want to go the other way if you see one, right? Or do your best to kill that snake, whatever. I mean, we must have a healthy fear. There's healthy fear, but there's unhealthy fear. That is fear of things that we have no need to be fearful of. The other fear that we need to have is healthy fear is a fear of God, which means a reverence for God. Because God is all-powerful, but he's also all-loving. So our fear should be one of reverence. We know that he can do anything whenever he chooses. He can stop you from breathing if he chooses. He gives life. He can take it away. So that should also give us a healthy fear of God. But those are good fear. Fear of reverence, fear of love. And because of that, we and because of our fear of God, we will live our lives in, in a certain way. We should also have a fear of losing our soul. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, that's why the Bible said we must work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Simply means we must be careful what we're doing because we can lose our souls. <laughs> okay, if we're not careful, we can lose our souls. So it's important that we have a healthy fear of losing our souls. And that fear will keep us disciplined to do the things that God has called us to do. All right. And so there's some healthy things that we must be fearful of. We must be reverent to God. We must consider ourselves, consider our actions, because we can lose what God has blessed us with. And so God said he's not giving us the spirit of fear. So the spirit of fear that we're talking about is that negative, that unholy, that useless, that the fear that stops us from doing what God has given us the ability to do, that fear that, you know, have you run when there's nothing to run away from. <laughs> That's a fear I'm talking about. In Psalms 34 and verse 4, David said, I sought the Lord and he heard me, delivered me from all my fears. How could David ever slay Goliath if he was not delivered from his fear? He sure was. He sought God. God heard him, delivered him from his fear. And how did God do it? First, God allowed him to confront the bears and confront the lion. And when he overcame them, he no longer had fear. And so he lost fear of the opposition. He lost fear of man. He lost fear of a lion, lost fear of a bear. He overcame them. And so Goliath didn't cause him any fear at all. He said, just as I, was, as I beat the bear, as I beat the lion, 
I'm going to beat you, Goliath. And matter, of fact, matter of fact, he says, I'm going to cut your head off. Amen. All right. So David asked God to, to deliver him from fear, and God did. God delivered him from fear. Okay. So let me give some acronym for fear. F-E-A-R. False evidence apparent real. Yeah, that's one of the acronyms. Another one is future events already ruined. Simple because you won't do anything because you're fearful of doing something. All right. And then the last one is finding excuses and reasons. Sometimes people are so fearful they will find excuse and reason why they cannot do something. Right. So, okay. So how are we going to get out of this mess? How are we going to overcome fears? Um, you know, how, how are we going to do this? How are we going to change our lives and change our future? Because we're, we need to stop being fearful. For the first thing we need to do is identify what you're afraid of. <laughs> identify your fears. Right. And just as how the Bible encourages us to cast our cares on God is important to acknowledge and identify your fears. Matter of fact, you probably should write them down and then you should write down why you are afraid of it. Yeah, we're going to be logical. Remember, I said it's common sense. We're just going to do some common sense things. Right. Common sense things. Write it down. Why am I fearful? OK, let's use. Lizards, for instance, this is simple. And we live in Florida, and there's a lot of lizards around here. As a question, why am I afraid of a lizard? <laughs> Can it hurt me? Can a lizard hurt you? The answer is no. <laughs> when a lizard sees you, does it go the opposite direction? Yes. Okay. And that, that's all true. Okay. Are lizards naturally fearful of man? Answer is also yes. You know, I mean, you write it down, right? If you write that down and use common sense, that's the first thing we're going to use is common sense. Overcoming fear, the first thing we use is common sense. Before you run to the clinician, before you run to psychiatrists and psychologists, use common sense. First thing is common sense. The sense that God gave you. Okay? First thing, number one, use common sense. Okay? You write it down. Why am I afraid of lizards? Write that down or whatever the fear is. It don't have to be lizards, you know, whatever it is. Write it down. And so you write down why. Why? And then use your common sense. Why should I be afraid of this thing? Ask yourself the question. Why should I be afraid? How does my brother, my sister deal with this thing? Are they afraid of it? Do they laugh at you because they're not afraid? <laughs> right? Ask yourself the question. Write the answers down. That's the beginning of overcoming your fears, right? Identify it, right? And just be logical. Just be logical. Don't be illogical. Matter of fact, if you can't figure out, if you cannot write down why you're afraid of it, ask somebody else to help you in that. Help them. They'll ask you a question. Okay, you're afraid of this? Yeah, okay, right? Well, let's describe this thing. <laughs> just to describe it. Can it hurt you? Can it, is any way this thing could hurt you? Uh, no. Okay, so why are you afraid of it? You end up hurting yourself because of your fear. Okay, so identify your fear. All right, so what are some of the fears that people have? Let's listen. Fear of failure. <clears throat> Many people fear not meeting their own or others' expectations, whether it's in their personal or professional lives. And so because of that, they never try. Fear of failure. 
Some people have all the ability, all the capabilities, and guess what? They just never do it because they fear failure. But let me say this, folks. Failure can be good, right? If you use it right, if you use it as a lesson to learn, if you learn from your failure, then that's a good thing. Whenever you receive education out of anything, it's a good thing for you. You learn not to make the same mistake again. The other thing I learned through life is this, is I learned from other people's failure. <laughs> yeah, I learned from other people's failure. And they talk about how they failed and, you know, all those kind of things. I say, okay, well, I'm going to make sure I'm not going to do that because they failed, right? And I learned from other people's failure, from other people's mistakes. You learn from it. You gain knowledge from it and you become better. So you don't make the same mistakes. You're not afraid of failure. You know, if, if, if successful people were afraid of failure, they would never be successful. They would never step down on faith. They would never try anything if they feared failure. And so a lot of you are held back, held down simple because you fear failure. Get over it. <laughs> you can't fail unless you try. Just try. You'd be surprised what you can do. Just try. Right? The other thing, a lot, a lot of, another thing a lot of people fear is fear of rejection. Right? The fear of being rejected of being unloved or socially isolated, it really can impact your self-esteem, right? But a lot of people, listen, we have to get in ourselves and in our minds that everybody is not going to accept us. So we just get over ourselves. The first thing that we need to get over in life is get over people. We really need to get over people. Get over people. Everybody's not going to accept you. You're not going to be pretty in everybody's eyes. You're not going to be handsome in everybody's eyes. You're not going to be successful in everybody's eyes. Some people, no matter how successful you are, there's somebody more successful than you, and they will look down on you. Ah, you haven't gained anything. That's fine. That's just life. You just accept it. I have no reason to, to fear being rejected because I've, I've already accepted it in my mind that everybody is not going to accept me. And I'm fine with that. Good. So I'm going to do what I know I can do. I'm going to try. I'm going to do the things God has called me to do, knowing that some people will accept, some people will reject. They did to Jesus. Jesus preaching the gospel. Some believed, some did not believe. Some accepted him, some rejected him. That's just life. And so I'm not going to be walking around not doing the things that God has called me to do and not doing the things that's going to help me in my life simply because I fear rejection. Mm -hmm. Number three, this fear is fear of the future, fear of the unknown, uncertainty about the future or unfamiliar situations can, triggers anxiety and fear in some, in some people. Oh, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, my God. Mm, I want to do it, but I don't know what's going I don't know the outcome. You're never going to know the outcome unless you do something. You cannot predict the future, but you cannot stop it. You cannot, you cannot allow it to stop you from trying. Try. Don't worry about the future. Something is going to happen. You're either going to succeed or you're not going to succeed at it. But either way, you're going to learn a lesson. There's some, there's some education in it. There's a stepping stone in it. 
right? And so you can't just sit back and like, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit here. Mm -mm. You need to step into the unknown sometimes. Step out, do something new, do something you've never done. Yeah, that's how, that's how you overcome it. By doing something you've never done. Just do it. I remember there was a slogan a long time on TV. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Just get it done. Just try. You'd be surprised at what would happen. The next fear is fear of change. I mean, people are just, a lot of people are just afraid of change because change can be unsettling. Um, change will take you out of your comfort zone. I remember back in the day when working at the University of Miami and we're changing over from Word Perfect, which was old and it was, you know, dilapidated. We want to change to Microsoft Word, which was, you know, uh, visual and people were afraid of it. They were just, why? Because it was something new. It was a change. They didn't want to do it. They refused to do it. We had to force people to give up their old oh, to go into the new. Now nobody remembers Word Perfect. But anyway, for some people, it was hard to change. You know, it's hard to change. Some people know you need change. Some people are stuck on a particular thing and it's no longer useful to you, but you're emotionally attached to it and you just can't change it. It's not doing you any good. You just need to change, but you're afraid of change, right? Because why? It, 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 it creates disruption. Change always creates disruption, but change is necessary and change is good. We are changing every day. There's no need to fear change. Just understand that it's part of life. There's many more fear, fear of public speaking, you know, and fear of heights, uh, fear of spiders, fear of flying, fear of death. That's a big one right there. You know, in, uh, I've, I've heard so many teachers and preachers talk about this, and this is absolutely true, fear of death. One of the things that, that caused so many people to die in the pandemic was fear of death. Yeah, they died because they were feared death. The Bible says, the thing that you greatly fear has come up on you. You fear death, you're going to get that. You, it's, it's amazing how it is. Whatever you fear, that's what's going to come up on you. That's what you're going to get. And so it's important that we get rid of certain fears, right? I mean, the pandemic really showed those of faith or those of fear. It really did. It separated the men from the boys. It separated the faithful from the fearful. It really did. If there's a time in life that you've ever lived through and you can see the difference between the faithful and the fearful, it was during the pandemic. Yeah, some people were just paranoid. They couldn't do anything. They wouldn't even go out in public. <laughs> they would not even go out in public. I mean, they were just so fearful, right? And so it, it really showed. So we cannot be fearful of death. The Bible says the point out the man wants to die. So what we should do instead of being fearful of death, we should we should prepare for it. Really? Yeah. I know some people think, well I don't prepare for death. Well you should. Unless Christ comes and unless the rapture happens, it's appointed out the man wants to die. So you should be ready. Right? Make sure your soul is saved. <laughs> Make sure your house is in order. All those kind of things. It's nothing to fear. It's part of this journey. It is. It's nothing to fear. And then when you when you read scripture, and Jesus lets us know those, those of us who are believers, 
They will never taste death. What does that mean? You simply transition. That's all it means. Your body just gets thrown away because you have no longer any use for it. So we bury it. It's no longer any good to you. And so you transition from this into a spiritual realm. Amen. There's nothing to fear because for us, we don't die. For a child of God, we don't die. Death is for the unsaved. Yeah. And, you know, that's a whole nother podcast, which we will do on another day. But those of us who believe Christ, we have life and have life eternally. So you and I never die. And because we never die, there's no need for us to fear death. Right? No death for us. We only live. So never fear death if you're a child of God. Right? So there's people fear of success, fear of public places, fear of social situation, fear of illness. And a whole bunch of fears, right? You name it. <clears throat> People are fearful of things. So the Bible tells us that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, right? So how do we overcome these fears? Remember I said first to use common sense. Let's use the fear of, rejection, uh, fear of failure for one, for an example. How do you overcome that? One, set realistic goals and expectations. Live within your means, right? Do something small. Yeah, do something small and succeed at it. Do something that you know you can do. Just do it. And then add something to it that you have never done, right? Focus on the process rather than the outcomes. You see, if you constantly just see the outcomes, which we need to know the outcome that we want, you must also now consider the process step by step. How do you get up? How you get to the top floor of a building? One step at a time, right? You may look up and be like, "Oh my God, I will never get up there." Look how high this building is. Oh my goodness! Start stepping, one step at a time. And even if you have to rest, rest, get up, and keep on stepping, you will eventually get to the top. Right? As I said before, embrace failures as opportunities for growth and learning. Mm-hmm. Lastly, now, in, because a lot of these things are mental, right? It's, not, it's our mental acuity, it's our mental state. This is how you got to challenge yourself. Challenge negative self talk. Challenge it. Shut it down in your mind. Some, it's always something, well, you can't do it. You know, you're not big enough, you're not strong enough. You, you don't even know what you're doing. You know, you're going to fail. Now, flip that. Every time something says you're going to fail, say, no, I'm going to succeed. <laughs> That's it. Just tell yourself. You got to talk to yourself. David said, oh, so why are you cast down? You got to ask himself the question. What is the purpose of this? Why am I cast down? Why am I depressed? He's asking himself. He says, now hope thou in the Lord, who is the help of your countenance. So he began to speak to himself. If you're going to overcome fear, you need to learn to speak to yourself. Why am I fearful? What is this all about? This doesn't make any sense. This, let me just use a little bit of common sense. Let me use the word of God. God said he didn't give me a spirit of fear, but he, so he gave me power. He gave me love and he gave me sound minds. That means I should be able to make sound decisions because God gave me a sound mind. There's so much more I can say about this. Man, I got to, I, I just cannot do it all. They just 
so much to talk about with this fear thing. As I studied this, I'm like, oh God, people are really afraid of stuff. <laughs> really afraid. Okay, so the other thing that we could also do is meditate on the Word of God. Engage in prayer, med meditation, share your fears with God, seek His guidance, seek His strength, meditate on verses that reinforces God's promises. Amen. All right, so God is the strength of my life. Whom shall I fear? This is, you know, Psalm 27. Listen, folks, there's no reason for you to fear. Remember, I said there's healthy fear, but there's also unhealthy fear. There's no reason for us to have unhealthy fear, right? First thing going to get over our fear is to recognize our fear, identify them, and use our common sense. Just use common sense. Why am I afraid of this? Okay, just use common sense. And thirdly, get a word of God in your spirit. Yeah, just get a word of God in your spirit because it'll help to get rid of negative thoughts negative emotions it'll help you to it will enable you to do the things that you are afraid to do amen a lot of people can do things but because of their fears they don't do the things that god has already given them the ability the capability and the resources to do are you like that are you stuck because you're afraid to do some things are you stuck because you're afraid to step out on your own some people are afraid to step out on their own. They're living in sin. You know, God has called you out of sinful cohabitation. God is calling, but you're afraid because, oh man, I don't know. I'm going to pay my bills. You want to trust God? You're not going to trust God. One way or the other, you've got to trust God. God will make a way for you. Let's not be fearful. Let us step out on faith. I remember when I got the opportunity to come to Florida. Hey, I just looked at the destination and said, that's where I want to be. God made a way for me. I didn't sit up in, in New York saying, oh my God, I don't know who, where I'm going to stay. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, When I got here, the way was already made for me. That's just how God does it. If he sends you on your way, when you get to your destination, everything's already prepared for you. Get over your fear. You're going to make it. You're going to be all right. Amen. I could talk a whole lot more about this, but... This podcast is already long enough. <laughs> We're going to stop right there. May God bless you as we continue uh, to read his word, believe his word. And I will come back and talk a little bit more of how to overcome your fears. Father, we thank you again for your word. We thank you for love. We thank you for grace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for all that you've given unto us. And as I said in the beginning, God, we thank you. For saving our souls. Now, Father, your word said you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I pray, God, that every listener that is dealing with fearful things, things that there is no reason for them to be fearful of, Father, I ask for you to deliver them. Just as how David prayed, he said, I sought you and you heard him and delivered him from all his fears. I pray, God, that every listener will be delivered from their fears every unhealthy fear, let it be eradicated from their minds, eradicated from their lives, that they may go forth and live according to your will, according to your purpose. And God, and they will walk in power, they will walk in love, they will walk in soundness of mind, because that is your plan for us. Father, I thank you for lifting us above our fears. Hallelujah. And reminding us that great is he that is in us than he that is in the world, and that no weapons can be formed 
that can ever conquer your children. And for this, Father, we give you thanks, we give you praise, and we bless your name. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.